Welcome to the Loss and Lifting Talk podcast. The show is created to help you find your confidence by breaking down the complicated science of training and nutrition and turning it into simple, but more importantly, practical solutions that you can implement right away to start creating real results inside your body composition. We don't stop there either. We dive into the mental aspect of fitness to not only build a better body, but a better life all around. Podcasts were the medium where I learned and grew as an individual more than any other place in my life. The goal of this podcast is to give that back to you to start building the exact body and life that you know you're capable of. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the episode of the podcast. Today, we have a quick show on the books for you to where we are going to discuss how to figure out how many calories that you should be eating to lose weight. And this is something that I see a lot of people royally mess up. One, a lot of people are just far too impatient to really be able to get an understanding of how many calories that they should be eating to lose weight. So they just drastically cut calories when they don't see the result that they want right off of the top. And two, another big mistake is just simply starting with calories way too low right from the get when you get into it to where you don't even really give yourself a chance to be able to stay adherent for a long enough period of time to actually create the result that you want in a sustainable fashion. And so... What we're going to go over here is exactly how I set things up for the clients that I work with. Because a, a very common question that always comes up is, how do you figure out how many calories that I should be eating? Or how, many cal- how, how should I figure out myself how many calories that I should be eating? And so I'm going to give you the no bullshit approach in terms of what it actually requires for you to understand this. Because there are a ton of macro calculators out there that you can use. But what you have to understand is that a macro calculator is just simply an estimation an estimation to get you started on the right track. But your hormones, your dieting history, your metabolic rate, there's a lot of things that will come into play, your genetics that will come into play that will dictate where your calories specifically for your situation need to be. And that can't be figured out through a calculator. That is figured out through trial and error. So before we get into the details of all of this, first and foremost, I do have a free guide linked down below called the Macro Starter Kit that you can always download. It's always linked down there on every single episode. And what that's meant to do is to help you get an understanding roughly of where you should be starting with your caloric intake, depending upon if your goal is to be at a maintenance level, to be in a deficit, if your goal is to be in a surplus, whatever that goal may be, um, there's that resource down there that will help get you started on the right track. But just as I said, when you use that, it's not going to give you the exact numbers that you need. It's just going to give you a rough estimation of where you should be. And then it comes up, it comes down to you tracking the specific things that we're going to talk about here to get an understanding of how your body is responding physically, how your progress is coming back, where your biofeedback is coming back. And that's how you make adjustments to to find the caloric intake in your specific situation. That's not only going to create the result that you want, but it's going to be sustainable for you as well and allow you to be actually be able to be adherent with the calories that you're consuming so that you're not too low in calories. That's going to have you overly hungry, which means you're going to end up with a bad relationship with food. You're going to go into a scarce mindset. Restriction is going to be too high, which isn't going to be sustainable long-term, but at the same time, not having calories too high. If that goal is weight loss to put you in a position to where, um, you're tracking, you're being diligent, but yet you're not seeing progress on the back end of that. So first and foremost, go down below and download that free guide because it's going to help get you started off with the right guidelines. The point of this podcast here 
is to give you the steps to do afterwards to truly see how your body's responding, um, how to track that, and then how to make adjustments on the back end of that depending upon how your body responds. So first and foremost, just as I said, go down below, get that, um, get that free download. And then from there, listen to the rest of this show and I'll give you the step-by-step guidelines on how to adjust to make sure that you're in this perfect position for your situation to see the progress that you want to see. All right. So if you've downloaded that and you've got your starting numbers, just as I said, those starting numbers are an estimation. They're probably not going to be perfect. What you're going to want to do from there as you have those starting numbers for your specific situation is every single day, you're going to want to start tracking your weight. And I know for a lot of people, that's a big pain in the butt, right? Nobody wants to track their weight long-term, but if we can learn to look at your daily weigh-ins as simply data points that we can extract weekly averages from to start to see where that long-term trend is happening in terms of those weekly averages, we can truly start to see what's happening with your weight, which gives us a very good understanding of what is happening um, in terms of how many calories that you're burning compared to how many calories that you're consuming so that we can make adjustments as we go. But at the same time, there's a lot of people as well, and this is where it gets a little bit more tricky is because you can't solely rely on the scale. The scale can be a very good indicator for a lot of people. If it's going down and you're staying consistent with your caloric intake, you're probably in a deficit. There are also people, if you're relatively new to strength training, you start lifting hard, you start putting yourself in a, in a slight calorie deficit, you're eating enough protein, you can potentially build muscle at a pretty fast rate right up front, almost as fast of a rate as you can drop body fat. And so that's where the scale, scale can get misconstrued. If you're recomping, meaning you're building muscle and losing body fat at the same time, then the scale doesn't give us the whole story, right? And so this is why you need to make sure that you're doing measurements, as well. If you're only weighing yourself on the scale and you're not taking measurements for a second form of data to be able to gauge your progress over the long term, you're not getting all of the data that you need. Because like I said, the scale is just simply one tool. It's a useful tool, but it's not the only tool that you want to use. And so make sure you're taking measurements and make sure you're taking photos. As far as um, as far as weigh-ins go, those are a daily metric that I want you to take. And then measurements and photos can be anywhere from two to four weeks. I generally have my clients send them to me every four weeks. Some clients I'll have send them to me a little bit more often. If I'm looking at weigh-ins and they're not coming back how I expected, I'll get measurements a little bit more often. But typically, you can do measurements every four weeks as well as photos to get that second form of measurement. Because sometimes you might be in a deficit, but if you're relatively new to strength training and you start you start lifting and you start getting stronger, you start building muscle, that can mask the scale going down because you're building lean tissue as you're losing fat tissue at the same time, which is creating that recomp. So you really want to make sure that you're taking all of that into consideration. If you're losing weight consistently on a week to week basis, somewhere around 0.5 to 1% of total body weight per week. Great. You're in a, a perfect position. If you aren't losing weight, but your measurements are going down significantly on a month to month basis, just as I said, chances are that you're in a recomp, right? Meaning that you are building muscle while dropping body fat at the exact same time. You're not doing anything wrong. You're not messing anything up. You're definitely not wasting your time. You're getting the best of both worlds at the same time. But you have to make sure that you're taking those measurements as well as weigh-ins to be able to truly understand that. So track your weigh-ins first. If they're going down, great. You're doing an awesome job. You're eating the amount of calories that you need to be to be losing weight, clearly. At the same time, if those weigh-ins are not going down, 
but your measurements are improving significantly on a month-to-month basis while you're still in a deficit and you're eating the right amount of calories for your specific situation at the moment. There's no need to adjust anything because you're making progress. So don't fix something that's not broken. So that's the first piece to this is make sure that you're tracking your weight daily to extract weekly averages from taking measurements on a month-to-month basis as well as taking photos on a month-to-month basis so that you have all the data that you need to truly see what's happening with your body composition on its as a whole because fat loss and weight loss can be due to two different things some people will lose body fat and the scale will go down other people can be losing body fat but the scale will not be going down and they're stressed because they don't have the whole picture in terms of understanding measurements as well so really make sure that you're tracking that as well and then the next thing that you're going to want to be tracking is your biofeedback and what your biofeedback is is your hunger your energy levels, your sleep levels, your stress levels, your digestion, and your motivation. The big ones for me that I really hone in on when I'm working with clients would be hunger is a huge one. Sleep is a huge one. I'm paying attention to energy relatively closely as well and as well as motivation. Because a couple of things that you have to understand is as you're tracking your trends in terms of um, your weigh-ins, your measurements, your photos, we want to be tracking your biofeedback as well because the trends with weigh-ins, measurements, and photos are, are tracking our progress, but we want to make sure we're tracking your body's health and its hormonal and physiological response to what you're doing as well. Let's say that you're losing weight relatively quickly, right? Weight's coming off of you at a pretty rapid rate. That's amazing. But if it's at the expense of you being extremely hungry and it doesn't feel like it's sustainable for you to eat that low of calories to still create the result that you're creating because hunger is high, which causes stress to be high. Maybe your sleep is poor and maybe your motivation is going down because of all of those biofeedback markers coming back poorly. Well, then you're probably eating too low of calories for your specific situation that's going to be sustainable long term, right? We're trying to find that sweet spot to where you're able to consistently lose weight on a week to week basis. But at the same time, we don't want you to be miserable losing weight. There's always going to be a little bit of sacrifice. You're always going to be probably a little bit hungry. You're never going to be completely satisfied and you're not always going to be motivated. But if you're absolutely dreading what you're doing, you're absolutely starving, you're super stressed out, you have no energy and you're not sleeping really well. Well, then that's a telling sign that even if you're losing weight, it's at the expense of your health going down the drain, which means it's not going to be sustainable, which is going to lead to a bad relationship with food, which can cause eating disorders. It can cause big binge episodes. It can cause adherence to go out the window and ultimately the yo-yo effect of losing all the progress that you made because what you're doing isn't something that's sustainable long-term. So this is why you really want to make sure that you're tracking those biofeedback markers as well. That's why I harp on this with clients all the time when I'm tracking their progress, I'm dialing it up with their biofeedback as well. And those two things together are really telling us what the next steps are in their specific situation in terms of one, making sure it's sustainable, but two, making sure it's creating the progress that they want to create at the same time. And sometimes that means progress has to be a little bit slower. Sometimes that means that we can speed up progress a little bit as well, because on the flip side of that, let's say, let's say we, we reverse that. Let's say you're not overly hungry and let's say, but you're not losing weight relatively quickly. Let's say you're not in that sweet spot of typically around 0.5 to 1% of total body weight per week on average lost. If you're not in that sweet spot, but you're not overly hungry and we're tracking your measurements, we're tracking your weigh-ins and you're not losing on the amount of calories that you're currently eating, 
Well, then that means we just probably don't have you in a deficit because if you're not losing, your measurements are improving, your hunger is not there at all, you're feeling good, energy is good, that just means you're probably eating at a maintenance level of calories. The calculation that you did mishaps your caloric intake slightly um, and has and you're, you're actually eating at a maintenance level as opposed to be eating in a deficit. And so when we can take into consideration measurements, weigh-ins, photos, hunger levels, energy levels, sleep, all of that, we can see, okay, well, what we need to do is decrease calories probably a little bit because there should be a little bit of hunger there. Again, you shouldn't be extremely starving, but a little bit of hunger is a pretty telling sign that you're in a deficit as well as um, if measurements or body weight are that body weight's decreasing or measurements are improving. That's another very telling sign that you're in a deficit as well. Right. And so that goes on both ends of the spectrum when you're tracking biofeedback paired up with your actual weigh-ins as well, you can, as well as your measurements, you can start to truly see what's happening physiologically as well as what's just happening physically in terms of the actual changes that your body composition is making. And when you can dial that in to get yourself to a point to where, as I said, you're losing somewhere around 0.5 to roughly 1% of total body weight per week, you have maybe a little bit of hunger there but you're still feeling semi-motivated. You still feel good. It's still manageable to be able to work within your lifestyle. Your stress isn't out of the world. Your energy isn't super down into the dumps to where um, you can't even function or you wake up every morning just stressed out and super food focused and, and ravenously waiting for your next meal to come around. You have to be tracking all that kind of stuff, right? If you're in that position, well, then you're probably eating too few of calories and that needs to be increased a little bit. And so it really is comes to be an art and takes experience to understand where your caloric intake should be. Again, all of these calculators that you can use, just understand that they are starting rough guidelines. They'll just give you a number and what your job is to do is to start tracking at that number and then from there what you're able to do is gauge your measurements, gauge your weigh-ins, gauge your biofeedback, how's your body responding and from there you make slight intelligent adjustments that are going to lead to you getting to a place where what you're doing is first and foremost sustainable because if sustainability isn't at your foundation, good luck being able to be adherent to it for a long enough period of time to actually see that result, right? And so we got to look for sustainability first to where there's maybe a little, little bit of suffering while we're aiming for weight loss in terms of a little bit of hunger where you're never fully satisfied, but you're not ravenous at the same time. And you're losing at that 0.5 to 1% of total body weight on average per week. Or if your weigh-ins are staying the same, you're taking measurements and those measurements are dramatically improving. Your clothes are fitting better. Your, your pictures are coming back better. Well, then you're still on the right track. Just continue doing as you're doing until it no longer stops start or until it's no longer working anymore. And and then make an adjustment from there. But that's where I'll close that as well as make sure you are staying patient. This is a patient game, right? You're not going to understand if you're eating the right calories in week one and potentially in week two, because what you got to start doing is you got to start being able to look at those averages on a week to week basis with your weigh-ins. When you do week one, we want to compare weeks one's week one's weigh-ins with week two's weigh-ins to extract those averages and see where your body composition is coming back. If weigh-ins stay the same, okay, well, let's go just one more week and we'll see if weigh-ins come down at all. If they stay the same once again, then we take some measurements. If those measurements are coming down, amazing. Keep going. What you're doing is working. Your body composition is changing. If nothing's changing at that point, you're not feeling very hungry, um, then you're in a position where it's like, okay, maybe it makes sense to drop calories a little bit further to try to push this thing along a little bit more. That doesn't mean you drop two, three, 400, 500 calories, just drop a simple hundred calories and do that process over again. And this is the part that nobody wants to hear is that you have to be patient. You have to stay patient. 
you have to track weigh-ins, you have to track measurements, you have to track photos, you have to track all of your biofeedback, and you have to see how your body's responding. And then on the back end of that, make patient, intelligent adjustments as they're needed. Don't go adjusting things too quickly to get yourself in a position to where you're overly hungry and eating too, too low of calories and you've done it for too long of a period of time to where you've sabotaged your metabolic rate. You've slowed things down to a point to where they needed, didn't need to be just because you were impatient with what you were doing. So be intelligent. Make sure you're tracking weigh-ins. Make sure you're tracking measurements. Make sure you're taking photos. Make sure you're tracking your hunger levels, your stress, your sleep. And with time, you'll see how your body's responding and you can slowly make adjustments on the back end of that. So that's how you're going to truly figure out how many calories that you should be eating to lose weight. I hope that this helped. If it did, I would be extremely grateful if you would go down below and leave the show a star rating as well as a written review. That's the fastest way for us to be able to continue growing on inside of iTunes to be able to continue pushing out episodes to you guys on a week-to-week basis. So as I said, I really do appreciate you guys. Hopefully you found some value here and I'll talk with you soon. 